Hello, welcome to the Loney Show. I'm your host, John Maloney. In this episode, we don't have regulars because, well, reasons. As for our guest, he's from Canada. He's a Simpsons writer, Emmy and Writers Guild Award winner, and co-author of the occasionally accurate Annals of Football. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Joel Cohen. I'm holding for applause. I'm sure there'll be a lot of it. Oh, yes. We'll get there eventually. I don't know. I've never experienced it before. Well, well, at some point, we'll will. Okay. I guess. So, how's life? I would say life is uh, fairly good. It could be better. I have some notes. I have some thoughts. If life is listening, I, I have a few suggestions. But otherwise, all right. How's life for you? All right. Very good. Very good. Okay. And have you been up too much recently? Um, well, as you maybe probably know, the Writers Guild is on strike, so I've been picketing. That's very exciting. Um, okay. I've been hanging out. I've been, you know, um, I'd like to say I've been cleaning my office, but that'd be a lie, and I'm not about to lie to, to you and everyone listening. So I haven't been up to too much. How about you? Oh, life is going great. Okay, good. So, uh, yeah, I'm starting about to go back to uni again for a second year. Nice. And, uh, also, working on a revival project for a discontinued app. But uh, we'll get to that point when uh, the beta comes out at the start of this setup, start of next year. Okay, sounds cool. That sounds great. You got more going on than, than me, certainly, than most people. Yeah, seems like a yeah. Yeah. All right, we agree so, on that. Yes, absolutely. So, tell me, tell me more about the the works the works you've done and your journey throughout. Uh, well, um, I'll 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 tell a, a quick version of the journey. I I am from Canada. Um, I went to university in Canada. I stumbled forward getting degrees that I found uh, I don't want, like a degree in biology and a degree in business, and then. I ended up working in the business world for about seven years and decided I wanted to be a TV writer. Uh, after working on kind of a horrible show, I started on this great show, The Simpsons. And I've been there for 23 years, um, you know, and, and loved it, written 36 episodes, and uh, now I've written this book. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Something. It's a story. Yeah, interesting. Yes, indeed. What inspired you to become a writer? Uh, not knowing what else to do. So confusion, I suppose. Um, you know, I was, as I mentioned, I was working in the business world and had taken these different paths in university and was not really intrigued or uh, captivated or happy in any of them. Um, and then I, my brother is also a writer and I saw his uh, experiences and life. And it, it seemed uh, like a cool, fun, creative way to make a living and to kind of uh, carry on one's life. So I just tried it and uh, to this point have managed to, to keep doing it. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's cool. Now, there that, that is actually one question okay. that uh, I'm itching to tell you. Hit me. Hit me. All right, then. So during your time as a writer on The Simpsons... Uh-huh. I was wondering, what is it you do that I've, I was, I've heard a lot of things about The Simpsons, like predicting the future, whatnot. Yes. I would, I just want to know is what is the process and like 
how you write each episode of The Simpsons and putting like different references, not not just what the people are saying about predictions, but any references references whatsoever to like put in behind each episodes in The Simpsons. Well, uh, you know, we obviously are pursuing a story and a point, but along the way, we want to make it funny. Um, and sometimes just you'll make a, a verbal reference to something just sometimes to advance the story, but sometimes just for a joke. And then furthermore, sometimes we'll just do a, um, you know, a visual reference to something. And, and then even as a background joke or something, we just want to fill in the color. And, and it turns out that after 762 episodes, um, you know, there's a ton of references. Um, and then occasionally a few, a few of those have come to be uh, prophetic and have turned out to be true, which people view now as predictions. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I've, I've always wanted to know that. And I'm, gl- I'm glad that that question's finally been answered. It's, I can enjoy the rest of my life. Yes. I've given you permission to enjoy the rest of your life. You can find something else to start bother- bothering you now. Yes, finally. Yes. What finally. a relief. What a relief. Exactly. <laughs> enjoy, the, enjoy these brief moments where you haven't yet found the next thing to bother you, but you've solved the last thing to bother you. This is paradise until you find the next thing. Then it's all downhill. Yeah, of course. During, during the, the Writers Guild strike, how long has it been going on for now? I believe today is day 128, 126, something like that. It's, it's been going on four months. How about that? It's going on four months, and uh, I don't know when the end is, is coming, sooner than later, hopefully, but we'll, we have to wait to see. It hasn't been revealed yet. Oh, interesting. Will, will, will there ever be a solution? Uh, yeah, there has to be. I mean, it's just, you know, there's so much riding on it. Um, and it's almost become ridiculous at this point that the, the companies that are in charge of, of offering and making a deal have lost more money than it would even cost them to accept the proposal we made to them. So now they're just being stubborn and um, I don't know what they're trying to get at whatever little advantage they can. But the deal is, is very obvious. It's just a matter of when they're willing to accept uh some compromise to get to get towards a deal because obviously everyone knows there's going to be some compromise it's just a matter of of them being less stubborn and realizing they need to change a little bit um, and when that happens it'll be over it's all in their court is the way i view it i think most people view it okay okay that yeah that makes sense if even if the studios think oh we'll let it stretch out there will come a point they need to get people working again and make content and it's already happened i mean they if if there are stories in, in various trade publications that if there's no deal by October 1st, the TV season that has already kind of been lost, but would start in say January is also lost. And that also let alone movies um, and everything else. It's just idiocy. They're going to, they're going to lose hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars fighting to stop, you know, tens of millions of dollars in the improvements they would have to pay writers and actors. So it just doesn't even make economic sense. It's just a matter of, when they will uh, stop being stubborn and, and, and foolish. And how about, if that sounds one-sided, of course it is. I'm sure they have a different opinion. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Where do you see yourself 20 years from now? I wouldn't say like a maximum security prison. I would say like a medium security prison, um, you know, where the kind I get to spend as much time outside as I'd like. Uh, I can maybe keep personal effects in my cell. 
uh, something like that, I, I suppose, probably in the U.S., but who knows? Maybe it'll be a different country, too. Oh, hmm. okay. Yeah. I, 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 I was not expecting that answer, to be honest. Well, here, then here it came. Okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll just go with it, I guess. Yeah, you know, that, that's <laughs> the, the exciting part is going to find out, like, why I go and when I go. But I don't know that yet either. I just some something. I'm going to do something. And I'll get caught, oh. really. So we just have to see what that is. Okay, good point. Good point. Yeah. I'll give you that. Thank you. You're welcome. So what, so what was life for you growing up? Uh, you know, pretty standard. I, as we've discussed, I'm from Canada. So grew up in uh, what is not a small town, a million people, but uh, a, a town in Canada that most people don't think about, Calgary. Um, and it was very decent, lovely childhood, you know, um, I, I lived in the freezing cold and did all the things one would do as a kid. It was pretty normal. I can't remember any scarring incidents or uh, terrific incidents either, but just very normal childhood, I would say. Um, and then, you know, uh, just went to university as, as one does or as some do and started working. And then once you start working, you're like, holy crap, this is my life. Uh, what do I want to do with it? And then sort of as the story has already been told, I kind of scrambled to figure it out. All right, then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why not, right? Yeah, of course. Why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? Yes. Well, tell me about you. What was your life like growing up? So uh, my life growing up, uh, born and raised mm -hmm. in a small town in the middle of Greater Manchester in the United Kingdom. Right. My life was, life was pretty good, to be honest. Actually, right. better than most people would have ever imagined. Well, I have pretty good education and uh, got, uh, I've got pretty good marks and grades throughout school and college and also uni. But of course, I got big plans going for me. And uh, yeah, that's where I am today. Well, it's exciting. You see, see what the future holds. Indeed. This is talking to me right now is the lowest moment in your life. Yeah. You've hit. I mean, bottom. I mean, come on! You're you're a Simpsons writer. It's, it's as good as a moment I'll ever get. No, I disagree. You could have gotten a much better Simpsons writer, and now you start thinking about really? that. Oh yeah, how could you get a worse one? For sure. But anyway, That's you good. know, That's a good we're, point. we're here together now, so we've got to survive. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So besides the Simpsons, what what other kind of writing work have you done? I've written a bunch of movies, like a lot of uncredited work on, on many, many, many movies. Uh, this, is, this is the third book that I've done, the, the Occasionally Accurate Annals of Football. Um, I've written a bunch of other stuff for other TV shows. I worked on the TV show Suddenly Susan with Brooke Shields. That was my first job in the U.S. Uh, I've done lots of stuff in Canada as well. Um, what other writing is there, right? I've written a few little magazine pieces here and there and... Uh, you know, uh, I've written some notes and some IOUs, um, some shopping lists. But, yeah, that's kind of it. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. I suppose. Something. It's that's something. A, yeah. No, that's an actual, that's a brilliant repertoire. Oh, good. You're welcome to yeah. make it yours. Yes, indeed. If your mind was an island, what would it look like? Wow. Um, well, my mind is imagining my mind as an island right now. And the first thing it's thinking of is those man-made islands in Dubai that look like palm trees and things. 
So I oh, think yeah. it would be one of those man-made palm tree islands that we all kind of know is kind of poorly made and is going to fall apart over time and dissolve into the ocean. Uh, that's how I, I would think my mind would probably be. Oh, that's, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, something. Honestly, I would have said something similar, but not, not exactly what you said, but I'd say something like islands, kind of. I was thinking Car- Caribbean, like... Like white sand and uh, casinos and and uh, lots of uh, marijuana being sold. Is that what you're imagining? Yeah, possibly. Okay, well, that's your your mind sounds like a better place to visit than mine. Okay, okay. You're going on a road trip. Yes. What two items do you make sure to bring with you? Ah, uh, be nice to have a credit card. That'd be nice. You could, you could buy gasoline and food and lodging and other things. So I would, I don't know if credit card counts, but that is one item that sure gets you a lot of other items as well. Second item, uh, it'd be great to take like a, a human organ. And then just like when a cop pulls you over for speeding, you're like, I'm delivering this kidney to, uh, you know, a sick, sick person in Massachusetts. And then you think of the tickets you get out of. And then the, the at the big laugh at the end is it wasn't it wasn't even a human organ at all it was a it was a dog's you know organ and then what a laugh you'd have at the end of that trip. Oh, all right then. <laughs> what about you? How about you? What, let's look, I like to keep going back to you. What what two items would you take? Well, to be honest, yes, I would take. Oh, I haven't thought about this question oh. in ages. See, you you like to ask the questions. You're not so comfortable being asked. Ask them. I don't, I don't mind being asked the questions. Sometimes it takes time for me to come with the answer because well, me, me I have loads of possibilities. Well, so I'm the same, but you just came at me hot and I, you put me on the spot and I'm, you know, now I'm, I'm doing the same to you. You got to think of two items. Ah, touche, touche. Okay. So on the spot, mm-hmm. I would take a phone. Okay, smart. Like and, a, and a Swiss army knife. Oh, I like that too. All right. So the Swiss Army knife, because the versatility of the tools you might need in the middle of wherever you are. Yes. And of course, in the event you may get cell service, you can use your phone and call people. I like that. Also on your phone, you could go on like Amazon and just order whatever tools you might need instead of relying upon the Swiss Army knife, like screwdriver and tweezers and things like that but you have that one as a backup. But I'm saying, let's say you need a stronger knife with a serrated edge or like some legit tweezers or a wrench. That's what your phone can can kick in for you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fabulous. This what flavor? Yes. No, go ahead. I'm what? sorry. It's all right. It's all right. What flavor of ice cream do you wish existed? Hmm. Interesting. Well... Uh, there would be, uh, this is not answer the question, but I feel like that's an opportunity I have. The, the, in, when I grew up in Canada, there's a flavor of ice cream that seems to be only in parts of Canada called Tiger Tail, which is weird licorice ice cream with like orange ice cream mixed together. And uh, it only for some reason, maybe because it's a very acquired taste, exists in Canada. But I wish that existed more places. Of course, I would enjoy a Tiger Tail ice cream right now. Um, so that'd be nice. Also be great if there's ice cream that tasted like um, like steak, for example. So I'm just trying to think what's healthier. Is it steak or ice cream so that you could eat the, the more healthy version? You know, what if there was a salad 
that tasted like ice cream, for example, then we'd all just eat the salad, right? Yeah. I suppose that makes sense. Well, it, yeah, it, you know, there's no way to check, but I think it absolutely makes sense. Yeah, indeed. 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 If you see a puddle on the ground, yes. do you walk around it, over it, or through it? Uh, what I do is I raise uh, wild salmon in there because those are the healthiest salmon. So I would populate it with salmon. And uh, presuming it's not that big of a puddle, think how easy the harvesting would be. And then we'd have this like healthy, clean, wild-caught salmon for people to eat uh, alongside our, our salad that tastes like steak. And now we've just constructed an incredibly healthy meal for people that is available at their nearest puddle. That just came out of nowhere. Yeah, but it, it did. But it arrived here. It yes, was on a tourist trip, and it it landed. Its destination was right here on our podcast. Brilliant, fantastic. <laughs> if your life was a meal, what kind of meal would it be? Um, I think it would kind of be like a like a Thanksgiving meal where there's probably a little too much food. Uh, not all of it's great, but it's sort of you eat it because it's there. You know, I, I am like this. I'm like most of my life is like sort of like the stuffing and the things like that. But there is a turkey, like a big juicy turkey. But no one really wants the turkey because it's not good unless you put a gravy or cranberry sauce on it. Uh, so I would like to I think I'm like a meal that you could construct something half decent out of all the different pieces, but no in, individual part of it kind of stands out as spectacular but when you cobble it all together you're like yeah that was a meal and i'm full ah nice what's your favorite type of day i don't mind a rainy day um i don't mind an overcast day i would not say a sunny day is my favorite type of day uh you know it's just like a little little uh i'll say cliche everyone like a sunny day I don't mind some rain. I don't mind a little weather. How about that? We don't get, especially in Los Angeles, don't get to see weather. So like a, yeah. fall, a rainy fall day, uh, I would say that's a pretty good day. Like not so rainy that you can't go outside and not, it's not miserable out, but it's raining a little bit and there's some wind, not a strong wind, but just like a little temperate is what we, I would like to suggest as my answer. Yeah. Where I'm from, it rains nearly every single day year round. Did it rain In fact, today? we may we may as well as we may as well as exchange weathers. Did it rain today? No, but uh, oh boy, it's you... very it's very rare. So you've been proven a liar just right by today. The one example you gave me, and already today is the one piece of evidence I would research has proven you wrong. That is a shame. But I will also say my day today is a little overcast, and it, I didn't love it that much. I could have had a better day, so I'm kind of a liar too. Okay. Yeah. I guess we're both even. I guess so. There you go. Justice. Yes, indeed. Would you rather be mm -hmm. able to breathe underwater or have the agility of a cat? Wow. I think breathing underwater would be pretty great, don't you? I mean, agility of a cat. You didn't say what my agility would be like if I didn't, if I couldn't breathe underwater. Uh, but... I think I'm going to go with the breathing underwater because I, I probably still have some agility when I'm not underwater. Uh, but then I have this extra bonus feature. Yeah, it'd be great if it's I'm agile, but then I'm underwater and I'm screwed. So I think I'm going to go with the uh, underwater one. Yes. I, honestly, I would say the same because a majority of Earth is covered by water. So there's lots more to explore. Valid point. Super valid point. Yes, indeed. 
What improved your life quality so much you wish you did it sooner? Oh, that's a great question. Um, let's see. I, uh, I, in a way, I would say writing, if I can offer that. I just feel like it's something that I found very rewarding and satisfying. And uh, it, it's a lot of work, of course. But if you get something out of you that you actually feel good about the thing in front of you, once you've worked it out through whatever process you have, uh, that's a pretty good feeling that I guess I never experienced um, until I first was able to do it. And not to say every, anything or everything I've done is good, but occasionally there are things I view as good. Um, and that's a satisfaction that I wish I had earlier in my life. Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. What's the longest line you have ever waited in? Also another good question. I'm not a big line waiter because I, I don't believe often. It, it, I couldn't imagine what would be so good that I would wait in line for it. Probably like for a like a sandwich place near my house that is really good. I would wait in like a five minute line. But if I saw a line that's like more than probably five minutes or 10 minutes, I think I would bail. I just don't. I, there's not a lot that I'm so craving for uh, that I would really want to wait in a long line. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Sometimes it is what it is. And this is one of those times. Yes, of course. Yeah. What caused you to feel nostalgic recently? Hmm. Well, I was at actually, it just was on Saturday night. I was somewhere um, and the person was playing um, hockey highlights from uh, a time when I was a kid, just by coincidence, it was like a, my local team, the Calgary Flames. And they were just for, by chance on this TV uh, and it was just like a time when I remember not just being in Calgary and being probably young and a good place in my life, but it was just like a time where I remember the joy of this team doing well and the city really being into it. So I felt probably a twinge of nostalgia. Um, and then I probably turned away and got more food. Uh, yes, of course. Yeah. I still may. That's how it goes. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite season? Um... Um, can you hear that noise? I apologize if you can. It's, it's all right. Okay. It's... I've heard worse than noises. <laughs> so have I. My voice being one of them. Uh, well, it's going to stop. I, I promise you it will stop in a moment. My favorite okay. season is uh, the fall. Um, I think just for the reasons I mentioned before that the, you know, the weather is temperate, which I like. Uh, I like the changing of the foliage, which you only see in the, in the fall. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the fall. Okay. Yeah, I, I like the fall too, but uh, I'm more of a winter guy. But uh, oh, right. fall is well, my next favorite. Listen, it also depends where you live, right? Because, well, like the winter, it is sometimes um, you know, it depends what you call winter. Like in Los Angeles, the winter, which will let's just say it's November, December, January, February, is pretty chill. Also, it's not much different than the fall, and we don't even really get a fall in Los Angeles. Sometimes it's just hot here in the fall, like September, October, crazy hot months. So, uh, you know, it just depends. We're slapping these names on seasons as if they mean something. And, and they, they often don't mean what we think they do. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Take yeah. that. Take that calendar. <laughs> Lol. Yes. Would you rather speak all languages or talk to animals? Well, when you say speak all languages, you're suggesting that animal is not one of the languages? Uh, no. Oh. Animal is not a language. It is a way of communication. Ah, okay. Uh, I think I'd rather talk to animals. I think they'd be really more interesting. Also, like, 
let's be honest, we, you and I are lucky in that most people I feel around the world have been forced to speak English or at least, you know, find that as a way to communicate. And even when they have, we got Google translate, we got Google translate speaks every language. It seems like a skill that is easily um, surmounted, but the uh, ability to talk to animals that, I mean, you know, aside from, let's say uh, Dr. Doolittle and, uh, you know, crazy people. Who else has done that? So let's let's do that. Yeah, of course. There you go. Yeah. Are you a cat person or a dog person? Dog, I would say. I I respect cats, and if any cats are listening, I you know they have my full respect. Um, but I would definitely lean dog. Yeah. Is it better to use shampoo as soap or soap as shampoo? Is it better to use shampoo as soap? I would say it's better to use shampoo as soap because I don't think soap as shampoo does the job uh, quite as well as everything else does. Oh, yes, that makes sense. How much time do you spend on the internet? Uh, a lot, as everybody does, I think. And even when we think we're not on the internet, we're on the internet. I mean, you just need it, right? You're We're probably checking things, looking at things all the time. And uh, we definitely are. Yeah, of course. Do you like coffee or tea? I'm not a big fan of either, but again, I know this is uh, this is the reason a lot of civil wars have started. I'm gonna side with coffee, but just by a hair. But I have respect for tea. If 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 this is gonna cause you to get a lot of angry letters from tea lovers, uh, I'm willing to flip the other way. But uh, I think coffee by a hair, by a slight edge. Ah, I've, I've seen worse, so you're fine. Okay, good, good. Yes. If you could create your own job title, what would it be? Um, mayor of the world? I'm just pitching on ideas now. I don't know. Uh, president, professor? Uh, it would be something impressive, I think, that would turn a lot of heads. I'd like some time to think about it. How about that? Yes, sounds I good. Think, yeah. It, are you not printing the business cards now, are you? Oh, no, no, no. no. Okay, the printer's good. not working at the moment. Oh, thank God. Thank God. I, need this. <laughs> I sabotaged your printer just to buy myself some time. All right. Touche. Yes. Did it again. I did it again. You sure did. Oh, that's a convenient timing. The ding? What's the... Yes. What's yeah. the most interesting documentary you've ever watched? Wow. That's a great... That's a good question, too. I've watched a lot of documentaries. Let me tell you that. Um... I let me think. Yeah, bah, 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 bah. Um, I like sports, um, hence the football book, obviously. So I've watched a lot of sports documentaries. Um, trying to think of one I really found fascinating. Um, they're they're very specific and personal to me. I think there's one that really tells sort of the inside details of like. This, forgive me if none of this means anything to you, but like when when Wayne Gretzky got traded. Um, that was kind of because it was very close to home. I, I lived quite near Edmonton where he where he played. So that was interesting. But also, like, there's so many great documentaries. I can't even think of one, of course, but just that have educated me on subjects I didn't even know anything about. Um, Searching for Sugarman is a very kind of cool documentary. A lot of animal documentaries. Um, I know I'm not giving a specific answer, but uh, I also believe that's my privilege and right as a uh, as a guest on this podcast. You're right. Yes. And you I have every right to be. Well. I exercise yes. it right now. Indeed. Good. As you should. Good. Yes. 
what is the best way to stay motivated? Um, hmm. I think to just have a tiny, tiny taste of success every now and then, and then you're always chasing that. It's sort of like the heroin of ambition where you just get a little taste and then you're chasing that high over and over again. But it, it's not so infrequent that you just feel like, oh, I'll never get there. It does happen every now and then, whatever you're pursuing. And then you just are keep doing it again for that little hit, that dopamine hit or whatever type of hit it is to feel like, oh, yeah, uh, I just got there again. And, oh, I remember this feeling. And then that just encourages you for the next time. So that would be my answer. And, of All course, right. it's hard to hard to offer to somebody because how do they how do they get the success? But you have to also lower your standards a little bit to how you gauge success. So allow yourself to have smaller things be success at the beginning and then raise the level of what counts as success as you go on. Okay. That's good. That's a book. That should be the next book. Oh, okay. okay. You know, speaking of which, yes. if someone wrote a book about you, mm -hmm. what do you think its title would be? Um, a waste of paper. Um, I, I don't know. I don't think there's, I feel like my story is not so unique that it needs to be told. Um, I, wait, when I get to this prison sentence that I've promised everybody, that's when things turn interesting. But for now, I, that's, I'll, I'll offer up a waste of paper or please don't read. Ah, professor psychology. That's genius. Yeah. I like it. It always works. Reverse psychology never fails. Indeed. Mm -hmm. And that is all we have for this episode. It was great having you on, Joel, talking about your work as a writer and uh, many of your other writing work and, well, a lot of other things. It's uh, a lot to take in. It's been absolutely amazing. Well, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your questions. I, I don't appreciate my answers, but I'm stuck with those now. But uh, I really do thank you for the opportunity and the time and the interest and all of those other things. You're welcome. And, and until next time, stay tuned for more.